You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Stephen D. Sullivan and St. Euphoria present... Atomic Tales! Stories of science, mystery, and excitement. This episode features the latest installment in our fantastic original series, Strange Invaders. Tonight, Dr. Tarragon herself takes an interest in the problem of the giant insect infestation in a story we call Into the Ant Nest. Join us now as we present another in our continuing series of Atomic Tales! Some days you're in the right place at the right time, and some days you're not. The verdict remains out on a recent day I wandered into the Tarragon's lab at HQ. That particular morning, I was helping out secretary Gigi Brock by delivering some reports to the father-daughter scientist team who run this place. Dr. Shannon Z. Tarragon glanced through the papers I'd brought, puzzled over them for a moment, and then turned to her father. Dad, I think I'm going to have to go out in the field, she announced. That probably surprised the prof just as much as it did me. The really big brains at the U.S. Science Bureau almost never leave HQ, and she and her dad are the biggest. Professor Tarragon looked up from the microscope on his lab table. Oh? Why is that, Shannon? I don't like the results I'm seeing on that ape-like creature we dug out of the Never Summer Mountains after Agents 1 and 4 killed it. You mean the Yeti? I asked, unable to keep from sticking my nose in. Why? Because all the tests are saying that it wasn't a yeti. She replied, slapping the papers down on her desk. Just an ordinary ape. Banana oil, I shot back. That thing was eight feet tall and had glowing red eyes. We've read the reports, Agent One, her father assured me. Shannon and I aren't doubting what you saw. Clearly, this was some kind of mutation. But what caused it to mutate? His daughter with the PhD pressed. Is it the same mysterious substance that's growing the giant bugs? We need more data to analyze, and these mutants keep decaying rapidly in the field, leaving nothing left to examine. Except one crushed ape of extraordinary size, I noted. Exactly. Dad, one of us needs to be on the spot when another one of these creatures is killed, and I'm the obvious choice. Well, said her father, returning to his work, pick a good team and stay safe. Three guesses who Doc Tarragon picked to head up her team of anti-bug bodyguards. Less than 48 hours later, the Doc and I were venturing into a newly discovered giant ant nest in the foothills outside of Partoon, Utah. The army had the area sealed off. Not that there were a lot of people out in this part of the desert anyway. Shortly before we helicoptered in, they saturated the nest with some kind of super deadly chemical. Cyanide gas, maybe. Guaranteed to knock the buggers out for keeps. It probably wouldn't kill any eggs, though. And that's what Doc was counting on for her samples. Of course, she took me and Agent 6, Roughhouse Rick Donlevy, with her as a precaution against any stragglers. We also brought along Agent 4, Alec Boom Boom Murphy, just in case things got really rough. I was hoping they wouldn't. 
Those army boys are usually great at their jobs, and we've been battling these giant ants almost since the beginning of this strange invasion. Still, it's always comforting to have some good agents with you in a pinch. And as the four of us, geared up like science fiction astronauts, rappelled into the opening of the giant ant hill, I wished somebody would pinch me. My entire body was already sweating as we checked our equipment, from our anti-gas hoods to our cleated climbing boots at the bottom of the first drop. My fellow agents and I were each carrying twin sidearms, grenades, a machine gun, and a flamethrower, as well as lights and the exploring gear we needed. Boom Boom had all that plus a bazooka and various infernal devices. Roughhouse, who's built like a bull, toted along some extra lab stuff for the dock, just in case. Doc Tarragon shouldered most of her scientific equipment, of course, wanting it all within easy reach. I'm pretty damn sure she was the only one of us happy to be there. Agent Six laughed, his big voice seeming to shake the sandy cavern the four of us stood assembled in. Oh, my sister's gonna be sorry she missed this trip. None of us will ever hear the end of it. Roughhouse's sister, Ruthless Ruth Donlevy, aka Agent Seven, is the Bureau's field science buff. She can take my spot. I can blow this joint up from topside. Agent 4 offered, looking around nervously. Agent 7 couldn't get here in time. Doc explained. Every hour delayed is another hour new ants might hatch and burrow out past the military cordon. We better get going then, I said. The sooner we can find the samples you're after, Doc, the sooner the army can firebomb this place and seal it up for good. I'm into that. Six agreed. Just so long as I get to help. Four added, patting one of his grenades. He brought about twice as many as the rest of us. Onward! Doc Tarragon commanded, pointing to the tunnel slanting down into the earth. She would have led us into the bowels of hell herself right then, but Roughhouse and I stepped up to take point, leaving Boom Boom to guard her, and the rest of us, from the rear. Doc was our most valuable asset, after all. Better that one of us expendables should first blunder into anything unexpected. The four of us cautiously hiked deeper and deeper into the nest, walking when we could, repelling when we had to, roping ourselves together and using pitons specifically designed by the Doc and her dad on steep slopes. We didn't see much sign of the ants, which wasn't surprising. As big as they are, these buggers disintegrate pretty quickly when they're killed, just like those fireflies I first encountered back in Colorado years ago. As we turned a corner, a hulking black shape blocked the corridor ahead, its faceted insect eyes gleaming in the beams of our flashlights. Roughhouse and I fired a couple of shots into it before Doc yelled. Stop, stop, it's just a carapace. The warning came too late, though, and our bullets shattered the thing into a million pieces, like a dropped sheet of safety glass. Uh, sorry, Shannon. Rick apologized as the young PhD glared at us through her protective hood. We'll get samples before shooting next time, I promised. That's what we're here for. She scolded. Not for extra bureau target practice. Now tamp down the butterflies in your bellies and let's move. She pushed past Roughhouse and me, taking the lead for a short time after that, despite our efforts to dissuade her. Does she think we want to stay down here any longer than absolutely necessary? Alec whispered to Rick and me. All three of us couldn't help but chuckle. We kept close behind the dock, though, always ready to charge to the fore if danger arose. It didn't take long before she found another huge carapace, at least three or four yards long, standing guard like an empty suit of armor. When she tried to take a sample of it, though, it too crumbled into dust. Damn it! She cursed. It's been dead too long. 
I hope the eggs in the queen's chamber are still alive, or this whole expedition will have been pointless. Let's hope not, Boom Boom muttered, hand resting on a grenade once more. I wouldn't want to have to do this twice. Just then, the entire tunnel shook, and part of the wall behind him collapsed. He barely hopped out of the way of the cascading sand and debris as the air filled with a hideous screeching sound. It's a live one! Look out! I cried as both Six and I lit into it with our machine guns. Don't damage it too much! Doc shouted over the gunfire. Tell that to it! Alec shouted as the monster ant surged toward him. Agent Four lived up to his nickname. A well-placed grenade blew off the bug's back half. There's more in the tunnel, he called. They must have been sealed in by the army attack. Burn them, Doc commanded. I can get the samples I need here. Ray, watch our backs. Roger, I said, taking up position to guard the whole crew as Doc unlimbered her equipment and Alec and Rick torched the newly opened tunnel with blasts from their flamethrowers. A tense hour later, all four of us scrambled back out of the giant anthill as some infernal contraptions Alec had left behind turned what remained of the nest into a firestorm. Not much for the army to clean up after this, he said proudly as a final explosion filled the air around us with smoke and sand. Get what you needed, Doc? I asked as all of us stripped off our protective gear and the army moved in to check Boom Boom's work. I sure hope so, Rick commented. I don't want to go through that again. Dr. Shannon Tarragon nodded, a faraway look in her eyes. But, I ventured. That glowing green icor these bugs have. You said that that snow monster bled green too, right? Yeah, I confirmed. What about it? It's like nothing I've ever seen in nature. She mused. And it decays at an astonishing rate. I barely got to get a look at it before it was gone. So? Rick asked. What's it mean? It means that this isn't a natural mutation, Dr. Tarragon concluded. I think somebody may be creating these monsters deliberately. Hi, this is Klaus Holm, and I'm the creator of Tempest Investigations. It's the story of the immortal private investigator Jim Corrigan and his friends in San Francisco. If you uh, want to listen to it, you can check out on TFN, Creator Distributed, Fan Supported. This has been an original story of Strange Invaders, part of our ongoing series of Atomic Tales. Brought to you by St. Euphoria Productions. Tonight's episode, Into the Ant Nest, was written by Stephen D. Sullivan. It was produced, edited, and read by Christopher R. Mim, who also played Agent One and Professor Tarragon, and featured Lisa Sancello as Dr. Shannon Z. Tarragon, Christopher Young as Agent 6, Roughhouse Rick Donlevy, and Elliot Mim as Agent 4, Alec Boom Boom Murphy. We affectionately dedicate this episode to James Arness, James Whitmore, and especially Joan Weldon from the movie Them. Be sure to tune in next month for more Atomic Tales. Please support the films of Christopher R. Mim at SaintEuphoria.com. The work of Stephen D. Sullivan via his Patreon at PaySteve.com and the I Love That Movie podcast, of which Miss Sanchello is the host, at ILoveThatMoviePodcast.com. Join the conversation at the Monster Conservancy at SaveMonsters.com. All elements of this episode are copyright 2021 by their creators and may not be reproduced or reused without permission. Atomic Tales and Strange Invaders are trademarks of Stephen D. Sullivan, all rights reserved. This is the St. Euphoria Audiocast Network.